Phil, we are back and we're ready for a full episode. It seems like it's been 16 years since we got to do an album review episode. How you doing, brother? I'm um, good. Aged pretty well so far from the 16 years. You're like a well, fine wine. Yeah, like a fine milk. Just kidding. Yeah, um, not, not rotting and getting chunky. But yeah, man, we're back in action. Back in the yeah. saddle. Any, anything new for our listeners since you've been back from the cruise? They've heard all about it. They've got all the wonderful, blissful details. Have they anything sure. interesting to hear about your life since that time? My life, uh, still nursing school and getting through it. Uh, it's going by pretty quickly. I will say uh, I've been updating the Facebook page a good bit with some uh, of the concert pictures and some new episodes and we've I've reached out to a couple other like podcast oriented Facebook pages to kind of join up with them and just kind of spread the word to more people. So check all that out, please. Good shit, good shit. Make sure you sign up for our Facebook page, Twitter page. Go to the URL, thegreatheavymusicpodcast.com. You can follow us there. All kinds of uh, contacts, and you can even email us at thegreatheavymusicpodcast at gmail dot com. So good stuff, Phil. Yeah, thanks, man. So what do you got in terms of uh, that So Metal segment? Have you had time to dig through the annals of uh, the, the news or media and find something good? Yeah, there's a lot of annals there. Just kidding. Um, a lot of, no, I have, comment. and I found oh, I found an interesting story that isn't like news of the week kind of thing. It's just a person that I discovered, and uh, that's actually pretty well known, but probably has been talking about it a long time. But it's the gentleman named Jonas Salk, who was a... Doctor, scientist, um, microbiologist, etc. And he developed the pol- the polio vaccine. And I want to say it's pretty metal because the amount of money he could have made selling his information would have been like $7 billion. But instead he made the formula and all the research behind it free for all researchers to use so that, you know, they'd basically have, we'd have free vaccine for polio. And I'm sure it was absolutely... Uh, instrumental in ridding the world of it and i thought that was pretty metal guy gave up a ridiculous almost unfathomable amount of money in order to help mankind i think that's pretty metal that's pretty fucking metal and there's nothing negative to say about it so the only thing i can think to you know from interesting radio perspective is what could you not do if you had seven billion dollars i would not be able to count it just kidding. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you're, you're right. That's a that's a decent answer. Yeah, I would just get bored in the middle of it. Just imagine getting so much money, you got bored in the middle of counting your money. Like, ah, oh, fuck it, it's a lot. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it's so much, I actually can't count it. Yeah, I keep falling asleep in the middle of counting my money. Um. Anyway, so I thought that was pretty metal, man. I had to, you know, something altruistic. We've done some. We've done a whole range of things: sad stuff, intense stuff, badass stuff. Could have gone with another bear fight. Those are always classic. But I wanted to go with something a little uplifting, so I went with this gentleman. Well, I I love it. I think that's a really noble thing. I mean, obviously, it's something so extraordinarily rare for for someone to turn down such incredible personal comforts for the betterment of society. At least it's seemingly rare. I'm sure there are plenty of examples over time, but it seems yeah. like in the modern era, that's definitely a rare thing, especially in the pharmaceutical field. But God bless him. And think about all the people and kids that he saved from being 
maimed and you know disfigured and crippled and lame and all those things that's basically you know done away with entirely so just you know, yeah totally that's irrational. i think that's what's so cool about it too it's like yeah it's it's a pretty rare at least in you know developed countries it's pretty fucking rare now and it's so. pretty fucking metal to be a scientist honestly like i feel like just dedicating your life to solving a riddle that has no rules there's just no rules in a science world it's just you got to figure everything out you got to figure everything out from the beginning and that seems like impossible how can you account for all these insane variables and circumstances and temperatures and just there's like a million different things as to why an experiment could go wrong oh absolutely it's and that's why you keep repeating things because you don't just you know who knows what the fuck could have produced the results that you didn't account for so you and that's why it's a naturally skeptical field so that people are constantly tempering you know um the conclusion to drawing into something more and more valid you know but it's it's a, you got to be a crazy fucking patient and smart and as a total offshoot of that, being in the medical field yourself, how often do you see a medicine that's supposed to work just not work? Oh, yeah. Well, they, or they won't work anymore. Or your body gets the, or the side effects from it eventually are as bad as the shit you're treating. Uh, so, yeah, that's shit that, there are things that are all kind of antibiotics that you go to use. And, they, you know, if, if they're, if you don't get the right exact fucking results of the blood cultures, yeah, yeah, you can't. You'll start using. You have to keep using broad spectrum antibiotics, and the fucking bacteria adapts to that shit. You know, so it's like, it's pretty. It's it's it happens a lot, man. It's 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 kind of frustrating, but when it does happen, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Medicine is such a crazy thing because there's no way you could take, you could take two people of the exact same height, weight, eye color, age, married, unmarried, kids, no kids, and there's just a million other things that are different about them. A million right. from what they ate, their dietary, their water consumption, their sleep levels, their fatigue levels, their stress levels, their employment. I mean, there's like so many things that there's just seemingly no way to get it right. And the guy developed a vaccine that stops or cures polio. It's incredible. Yeah. Like categorical. Yeah, absolutely. And another, you know, a common one that we all talk about a lot in, in life, but um, it's like an antidepressant. You could take something that would, knock your ass out like i did once with lexapro when i was and uh i talked to other people that, you know, it didn't even affect them that much or you know it just made them feel good but not none of the side effects i'm like maybe you want to pass out like that's all i maybe want to do just crazy and isn't it, it yeah it is crazy that's a, that's yeah. a great that's a great that's so metal well and, and i'm sure he's all. he's long since deceased right yeah yeah his kids uh, are probably was, super pissed he passed on the seven billion i know right and he died of polio. I'm just kidding, dude. But uh, that's not funny. That's, <laughs> that's fucked up. I'm an asshole. I deserve any hate I get for that. Uh, anyway. He'll be uh, laughing at you when you're in burning in hell, and he's like right-hand man with God. Exactly. That's what I get. Anyway, um, but yes, I'm sure they're, man, maybe pissed. I'm sure they're proud of him for that. But also like, man, it's a lot of money. Seven <laughs> bill. <laughs> what? Yeah. Hey, but anyway, yes. You ready, you ready to do a... You ready to do a? You ready to do a rock paper scissors? Yes. You actually have some because I don't. I'm buying time. Is that why you kept saying you ready like that and stammering? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, I mean, like I'll come up with something on the fly, like I always do. <laughs> and always win. <laughs> I got one that I think I it just popped in my head. I think it's gonna be a great one. I just hope it plays right. All right, so I'm ready. All right, man. Right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we do, rock, paper, scissors, let's remind everybody 
what albums we're reviewing because it's been quite some Ages. time since our last episode. It really has. Yeah, sorry, it really has. I was just thinking that last episode we did with the uh, cruise. I was like, man, oh, uh, it's Kill Switch Engage, right? That's what I told them to do. <laughs> yes, I'm reviewing Alive or Just Breathing by Kill Switch Engage. Yeah, and I'm doing Tarot by Aether Realm. Yes, yes, perfect. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Rock, rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot, shoot. Any anything thing you want, you to, want do. to do. Ceiling fan Flaming on high that chainsaw. comes loose. I didn't hear you. What you say? Uh, mine was a ceiling fan on high that comes loose, falls down. Ooh, that's cool. That's creative. I went with a flaming chainsaw. <sighs> I don't know. I see. I thought if you picked the, if you said something human humanoid or humanistic, mine would win. Because could you imagine sleeping under a ceiling fan and it comes loose? It wouldn't kill you, but it would That's hit like you so fucking fear. hard. It would suck. You ever slept under a fan? It's like too hot to not have the fan on, but it looks pretty fucking risky, man. Oh, it's yeah. You're like, man, that thing's going to come off and hit me right in my fucking face. I'm and it won't kill me, but goddamn will I be mad. <laughs> that is an awful way to wake up. <laughs> Four in the morning. Bang. If there was a kid in my bed, I would smash his or her little face <laughs> instantly. Oh, <damn> it. <laughs> All right. All right. That, being well, said, that being said, though, man, I don't see how my ceiling fan beats a fucking flaming chainsaw. That was a really good one. Why is it on fire? I, who knows? I don't know. I didn't, put it, I didn't turn it on fire. <laughs> I didn't turn it on fire. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, had, you created it in your mind's eye. I'm asking you the source of the flames. Is it flaming because it's spitting and emitting flames off of it to like be intimidating, or is it about to melt? Is it decomposing in no, a fire? It, it's not. No, it can take the fire. It can take the flames. It's just like the threads are on fire, like where the, the teeth are, and it's that's all on fire while it's moving. I don't have an origin story. It's like uh, you know, it's like God the devil is just always there. I don't fucking know. <laughs> What's it has been always will be and whatever. It, it just is. <laughs> All right. Well, so you're. I'm guessing then if the chain is covered in some sort of lubricant that's flammable and shooting flames off, it also has the teeth of it that could cut a tree down. Like that's still attached. The, yep. the saw part is still there. Mm, yeah. All right. I lost. You got to come up with some harder shit, man. I know. Mine's not hardcore enough. You're just way too more I mean, metal than I am. Yours is, I think, more creative, though. I like that a lot. All right, I'll pick. I'll have... Uh, I'll just have you go first. Perfect. Kill Switch Engage. I was hoping you would say that, because I can sum mine up right now for you. Do it. I'm going to... Before I do it, I'm going to put it on and, and give a little, little bit of an intro to it. Okay? All right, it's fair. Fair. I'm going to dandy this thing up. Dandy it up. You gave this to me, and I, I will put a little backstory to it. Okay. I have maybe heard this album twice before in my life. Okay. I wasn't sure how much you heard it, so that's cool. I, I knew that you were a fan of it, but I have not really spent any time with it. Okay. It was something that I wasn't altogether opposed to listening to. I thought that because your musical taste is pretty good, 
I said, you know, let me give this thing a shot. Okay. I put on the first track and I'm like, you know, this is pretty solid. It's coming out pretty good here. First track being a bid farewell. And this is a 2004 album. So this is a, let's see, what are we? Uh, no, I'm wrong. I'm playing the wrong album. My bad. I was like, yeah, bid farewell. What the fuck's this guy talking about? All right. <laughs> I was like, man. Maybe I haven't listened to that album in a long time, but what the fuck? Alive or Just Breathing is a 2002. Yes, sir. Number Days should be the first track. That's the right song that you're playing. That's it. Yeah, Number Days is it. Yes, sir. So, okay. I, I put this on, and I'm like, great. This is going to be awesome. I kind of didn't remember that it had the clean singing and the growling and they give you that to you in the first song and it's good and then I kind of continue through and the way I can wrap it up is this I liked it nothing more nothing less I didn't love it I didn't hate it I didn't really like it I didn't not really like it. I, I liked it. I mean, it's one of those things cool. where it made... You know what it made me do? It made me mm. evaluate how ridiculously subjective metal is. Because if I were 16-year-old Phil, you know, coming across this album at a time where my metal tastes were so immature that I was, like, just getting into metal, I would have loved this album. It would have been, like, my All That Remains. I loved All That Remains. My Trivium, I love Trivium. That kind of metalcore where you have this distinctly... You can't tell anyone this is not an American metalcore band. It just has that sound where it's like raw and just kind of raunchy in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just gritty and like dirty sounding mm. in a way. But yep. as my metal tastes have continued to grow and develop and I've heard more and more stuff, I just like it. I don't, I don't love it. I don't hate it. I don't really love it. I don't really kind of like it. I just I just like it. If somebody put it on at a party and we were playing cards, I'd be totally happy to hear it. But I probably will not go out of my way to replay it. Do you think that's an unfair assessment? Because you asked me on the last episode when you told me to review it, you said, I want to see how it holds up. That's my yeah. honest opinion on how it holds up. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not actually that far away from that opinion. Um, I should disagree with you more on this channel, on this thing, because <laughs> I never do. But I, uh, even though you well, picked it for, as a great heavy album, it is a great album. It is, but because it's, I think it's a landmark metalcore album. If you're gonna get someone into metal, it's the, it's probably top five on the list of albums you should introduce to introduce them to. And I think it's, uh, I think it's considered a classic in uh, metal in the metalcore uh, community and realm of metal, if you will. And I still really like it. Mine could be nostalgia though. Because I really don't seek out any metalcore ever, but I still like this album a lot. So I'm not probably not that far removed in that metalcore generally makes me go, yeah, it's cool, it's all right, I, I enjoy it. But this album I still love. I would probably I could attribute that to my formative years being, or you know, being it being prominent in my in my formative years. Um, but I still think it I still think it's considered a classic and. It's uh, in a pretty big genre of metal, so I think it was 
I, I would still call it great. So let's do this then. Since we both pretty much agree, let's just kind of blow through the, the tracks, and I'll just kind of give you my highlights real quick of what I thought, because I don't want to belabor it. If you're into metalcore, I think anybody listening who's either not into metal yet and wants to get into metal, they definitely need to check it out. Or somebody who likes metalcore, they need to check it out. But if you don't, and you're already into metalcore, and you're already into metal, much more sophisticated, call it, more highbrow types of metal, you're probably not going to love it. So I wouldn't, I don't want to say waste your time, but I wouldn't say, hey, go back and listen to it. So, so here's what I'm going to say. Self-Revolution, track two, pretty cool, pretty good bass riff, like, I don't know, 15, 30 seconds in, and all the songs have good, catchy, clean choruses. There's no doubt about that. And Phil, just jump in whatever you want, because I'm just going to kind of blast through. Okay, yeah, well, Self-Revolution is probably my favorite song on the album. I love the main riff a lot, and I think the chorus is it's probably my favorite chorus. Really? That's your best so. one? Okay. I, I wouldn't have... Yeah. For me, My Last Serenade is the only one that I sing when I turn it off. Like, the only one that gets okay. stuck in my head that I keep singing. That's, a, gra- that's, a, gra- that's a drugged song. I love that song. This next one is called Fixation on the Darkness, track three. Great, great riff introduction that... I'm not a big fan of this clean singing at, at the beginning. Like I like the bridges and the verses to have the growling and then the choruses to have the singing. They kind of invert that on this one at the beginning at least. Okay. Uh, but it's it's got a good bang and like a headbang type of riff at the beginning where you could definitely see somebody in the pits just headbanging in a crowd, you know, with no problem about it at all. This one. Yeah, this is probably the first metal song I ever liked, like with harsh singing because I saw it on MTV2, Headbangers Ball. And I think I saw the Howard Jones version of it in a music video, which they're the singer that joined right after this album. Oh, really? Like, he okay. was there for a long time, then he left, and Jesse Lee came back. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is the first probably harsh singing song I ever really liked. Great and chorus so on this a, Great chorus. Yeah, it's a cool song. I mean, it's a little simple, but I like it. Next, next one is My Last Serenade. I don't know Good what song. it is about this song, but it just gets stuck in my head every time I hear it. And I can't tell you why it's particularly more uh memorable than the others on here i don't i mean do you have an idea is this one that stands out to you too or do you just kind of gloss over this one uh, i like the song a lot uh, i don't know if it's top three or not but uh i like it a lot i think it's got a really powerful chorus it's very heartfelt uh i don't know just sometimes certain things are put a certain way uh, chorus-wise, I just stick with you more than others. It's just one of those deals. This one was my number one. I forgot to tell you that my number what? two was Numbered Days, the intro song. I like Numbered Days a lot. I like Numbered Days a lot. That's a good song. I got I to gotta fast-forward to the chorus for our listeners on this song, though. Sorry, like the Life to Lifeless? No, no, no. My Last Serenade. Oh, you're still... Okay, yeah. It's on the Cool. If you haven't heard this My Last is... Serenade, I think if you listen to my this one, it'll get you into the album. If you don't... I don't know, maybe that's not fair to say, but if they don't like this song, I don't think they're going to like the whole album. Yeah. This is, I think, the most approachable. Well, I think, too, that From Sorrow to Serenity part's a good setup to the core. I mean, yeah. it's, this is a very well-structured song. Yes, and the, there were there are times when the growling vocals sound a little out of key, like they sound a little forced, but the chorus is perfect on this song. It just sounds really well-professionally mixed. Yeah. All right, let's go to Life to Lifeless. I like the song. I like the riff. It's always, that's been in my head for a long time. I've just heard it. 
I will say and this. I like the. Go ahead. Yeah. You finish out. I like. I really. I always really like the line where it says, "Death unfolds itself painfully to unmask how fragile we are." I thought that was the way he says that. Definitely cool. And and the, you know, even though I said I like it, that's not like a. A, a slap in the face. For me to like an album, it's got to be, it's got to be put together pretty well. I'll tell you if I think something sucks for sure. I don't think that this way at all. In fact, one of the things I like most about this album is the songs are short and to the point. There's no farting around and, you know, dick rubbing. It's like, we got a riff, we got some shit to tell you, and we're getting out of here. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. most of the songs have fairly simple verse, chorus, verse, heaviness, good breakdowns, but it's just it's just well done because a lot of the riffs are cool and catchy. The guy's a good, he's a really good singer. And that's, that's I think this Life to Lifeless is a good example of what I was saying. It's three minutes and 17 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. When I know, you, I that short. Yeah, yeah. And, and Self-Revolution, your favorite one, is three minutes and eight seconds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's so true. And I love that. I fucking love that song. Yeah, and you wouldn't think that in this kind of metal genre, even metalcore, you wouldn't think it'd be that quick, but these are quick hitters. Mm-hmm. All right, next one is called Just Barely Breathing. What I think is, I always thought this was interesting when I was listening to it that it's not the title track because it's where they say the title track in it so many times. That, and it's also like, it's so close to the title track. Why don't you just call it the title track? Why don't you just call it, or the, the title of the album, make it the title track? Right, right, right. Alive or Just Breathing is what he says in the song, and yeah. it's the perfect name for the song, but why they picked Just Barely Breathing, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I, 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 I always thought that. I'm like, I guess this is, in my head, it's always been the title track, even though it's not, like, Straight up. Right, right. It's a slightly off title track. Right. But it's a good uh, song. But it, I, it's it is cool. And it's let's see here. It's the I like um It's the second longest on the album. Yep. I always like how it fades out. He's like, I am waiting. Just the way he does that. I think that's kinda cool. And the um, and the concept for the song is cool too. I mean the concept for the I the album and the song being are you really doing something with your life? Are you really moving forward? Are you really progressing? Or are you just waiting to die? And um, right. that's such a teenager sentiment. You know, like a young man's sentiment. Yeah, because you're so worried about living life to your fullest. And all, and you're so, you're, we are constantly inundated with that cliche when you're young. I think it's especially... Uh, I don't know, impressed on you. And it's it's like a it's a rallying cry for being fearless. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like what you can, you can justify all the stupid shit you do as a kid with that logic. Like, oh, you know, am I alive or am I just barely breathing? You you could look yeah. down on someone who's going to work to a 9 to 5 to make sure their kids get fed while you're yeah, the, um, doing something ridiculous. Right. Well, and the alternative title for this album is Yola. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I was unaware that that was what they were kicking around, but I think that was before that yep. became popular. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> they started it, actually, but then they changed yeah, it. Yeah, I thought you knew that. Right, um, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> all right, so all right. the next one is To the Sons of Man, only a minute and 58 seconds. This song's all right. It's the only one I always, I pretty much always skip it. It's not bad. I just, meh. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's right in your face. It's real quick, but it just kind of almost seems like why. I think they could have just held off on this, developed it a little more, and put some stuff around it and made it a separate new track on a different album. 
Yeah, just I thought that the delivery was weird. You son of man, the way he does it, it just doesn't flow that well to me. It never, I just, it's an awkward song. That's the only, it's not terrible. I just, that's the only one I was always like, eh. I wonder if they ever played it live. It just is a strange, yeah, like you said, it's kind of a strange position on the album too. Yeah, yeah, it's like they really wanted to use it, but you really could have probably got rid of it. The next one on um, the other hand, Temple from Within, I think is a pretty great song. This song's awesome. The way he delivers that line is way better. Make me feel serenity. And the and the lyric is cool. Make me feel serenity when all is revealed. You know, just accept that you know, accept the, the reality. Right. And and I think we're on the exact same page when I well, I think what you'll say based on what you just said before was if they had gone from just barely breathing right into this song, I think that would have been a great one two combo, but it was just kind of choppy the way that they had to the Sons of Man in between there, really unnecessarily, right. because Temple From Within starts heavy and in your face the same way the other one did. I, I just, it, it was just odd to me the way that was laid out like that. Yeah, it would. I think that would have been better. Um, this is a top three for me, I think. Self Revolution, then this one. And then the third one that I like is the song right after this, Element of One. Yeah, Element of One is my is my number three. So My Last Serenade yeah, is cool. one, Number Days two, and the Element of One, number three. So let's go I to think he wrote this for like his daughter or something that got born born uh, shortly before this. Yep. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, great chorus. Great pretty chorus, simple, bro. Catchy as hell on this one. Yep. Uh, yeah. And it's like that. Dun, 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 it's like emotional, but it's got a lot of heaviness, like chugging. Or, you know, that, that bum 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 vibe, which is so, such a metalcore classic sound. That dun, 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 dun. Yep. So, you know, yeah. you know, the way I describe this one is like when he's singing right here, it just made me think of like a swing, swinging back and forth, or like a tide, oh, yeah. a tide rolling in and out. I just got that feeling of like the comfort that comes with something that is, um, What's the word for uh, what's the word for when like a grandfather clock swings left and then right and then left and then right? It's like pendulum. Pen- yes, thank you. It's like a pendulum. Yeah. That there is a comfort from that pendulum like feeling where it swings back and forth, back and forth. I don't yeah, know like a rhythmic rocking. Yes, it ro- exactly right. I don't know how to describe that in a way other than like I, if I could draw it on a whiteboard for you to show you why I felt that yeah. way. But maybe it's like sure. the time signature or just the kind of the way that the that chugging. Mm-hmm. But I just felt that I felt like a comfort, like an immediate attraction to this song by that comforted kind of like it, it speeds up. It swings back and forth slowly at the beginning and then picks up and then slowly at the end. But I don't know why that was so appealing to me. Yeah, I, I, that's pretty cool. I think it's I, I, the song has got good flow all throughout. Uh, so. I, I think it's kind of fitting that if it's about his daughter to have a rhythmic kind of rocking uh, vibe coming from the song. Yeah, uh, it's like cradle like. Pretty cool. Yeah. The rock. The rock purpose or what? Right. That would be pretty yeah, cool if that, that was something just serendipitously that happened. Yeah. So that, that that's a that's a great one. A great one. Great. But yeah. Okay. So. So the next yeah, one great. is Vita Infra. What do you think about? I want mm-hmm. you to go first on this one. So this is another one of those songs, the way he delivers the line, I think could be, is almost awkward, but he kind of saves it um, because he doesn't drag it out. It's almost monologue-esque. Like the way he goes, 
you know, I have opened my eyes. He's like, oh, I have opened my eyes. It's got a little more of a flow. Um, I think uh, when the chorus for you know, where they go, no one is placed higher than another. You know, it's a little on the nose when it comes to like egalitarianism, you know. But uh, I still think it's a good message, and I, it, it's pretty catchy. Um, so the, the, I think they kind of they kind of yell that chorus though. It's not really as clean singing. But if maybe it is. It's always it always sounds a little dirtier to me. But no, uh, it's close. Anyway, so anyway, um, a good message, pretty catchy, not bad. Um, I, I, I like this song. This is, this is another one I don't always run to, but I think it's it's I don't I don't skip this one. This one's pretty good. I, I don't I listen to this probably. I would say I probably listen to this eight to ten times the whole album all the way through in in prepping for this episode, and. I don't know if this is at all a sentiment you felt, but I do feel like the album tends to fizzle at the back. Even though the songs are quick and to the to the point, I, I wasn't like bored with it, I guess, but I just there wasn't really anything distinguishing about it after I got to this song. Once I got to this song, the rest of it was just kind of, I don't know. I, I mean, do, do you yeah. think that I'm wrong in that? Because the next one is Without a Name, and it's, well, it's a minute 45. I would say it doesn't fizzle for me because of the fact that I have, well, it depends on where your cutoff is, but I have my top, a uh, couple of my top songs in here uh, in the back half. And I do like that instrumental. And I do like the last song. So I think it's a strong, I, it's got a couple of missteps. No, I wouldn't even call it missteps, but lower points. But I think it, I think it mostly holds up. I, I don't mind that. I'm almost tempted to have you review Ascendancy by Trivium at some point in the future because I suspect this album to you is my Ascendancy from Trivium. It was like the f- okay. it was like the first kind of album where I could tell somebody, yeah, I like metal. Right. Because it wasn't just rock. It had like growling stuff and where... Your friends, if they heard it and they didn't like metal, they'd be like, oh, what's this screaming stuff? And, But if you had said it to like a 40-year-old man who liked metal, he'd be like, get that pussy shit out of here. Yeah, or like, yeah, someone like someone likes cow decapitation or something. Right. Like, but um, because this stuff is like, it is, uh, this sounds so condescending and uh, pretentious, but it's like barely metal, if you if, if you forgive that pretentious phrasing, because the the line between something like this and Slipknot or like things that are like that new metal stuff it it's definitely blurred. Oh yeah, I, I don't know that there even is a line. I think Slipknot is this type of band. So, I mean, someone and that's not even shit on anybody or even shit on. No, Slipknot. I love Slipknot. But yeah, but it's like um, but you you might be met with some snobbery or some derision. From people that are particular to pure metal, quote unquote, if you suggest this band or Trivium. Right, right, exactly. So maybe in the future I'll have you do that. I don't know that we'll do an episode about it, but I might have you just on the side review that one and tell me what you think. Because I wonder if me, if we had gone back in time and we switched places and I was exposed to this album and you had been exposed to Ascendancy, if like you said, that nostalgic reason for loving it wouldn't be the same. I would, if I wouldn't be in your shoes saying how great this album yeah. is and you wouldn't be in be, my shoes saying how great Ascendancy is. It could be true. Whenever I hear Trivium, I think of those those metal lyrics, the translation. Those are brilliant, dude. God, I love Strange those. Strange Mountain. 
in a strange mountain. Bare face, leather lips. <laughs> right. The one he goes, I am here to ride bike. That's <laughs> so good. And they have all the pictures to too, which bike. is so hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I am here to ride bike. <laughs> all right. And the next one is Rise Inside. It's playing right now. What do you think of this one? I like this song. This is probably like the second or third, probably the third uh, song I heard from them. Because I heard Fixation on Darkness by Life Serenade almost at the same time. And then this one. And so I always liked I liked it. I always like when um, the chorus, the t- you know, time has come to make a difference. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, that is catchy. I just think it's longer than it needs to be. You could probably shave off a minute and a half of the song. And you know what? I think part of that is because they do that interesting thing where they, like, speed the tempo up that you very clearly hear that acceleration in the tempo. I yeah. think it extends the song a little bit. And yeah. I, I do think that that part is kind of necessary, even though I'm a little bit critical of of bands that go too, on too long. I, I don't feel that way about this song in particular because I think they have that ramp-up period in the song, which I did find kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's not a bad way to end it. Uh, it goes along with a lot of their messaging. They're very, like, be good to other people and you know, equality, which is obviously great. And I'll say, this album does better on Metallum. Not that you should go off of them because I like to rip on that site all the time, even though I love it and go to it. I have a love-hate relationship with that site. But it holds up pretty well for a metalcore album on that site. It's at 77 for 18 reviews. They usually rip metalcore apart. Oh, yeah. But the, those fuckers are ridiculous. If but I, they kind of shit on tarot. And I was like, fuck you. No, they're retarded. But if, 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 we were to, if I could go back and kind of rework a couple things, I would nix uh, to the Sons of Man. I would just cut that out entirely. That would make it an 11-track deal. And I think I would... Flip rise inside with without a name, so that they finish with the instrumental, rather sure, than this not one. Bad. And I don't have any. The only thing I think without a name goes in the rise inside. I think it's probably meant to go like then like a slow build. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean I could hear that, but I just I like the idea of finishing on. I I, I wonder if they had finished on an instrumental that was a little bit more low key, if I wouldn't have been more inclined to hit the replay and start over. Because I've had that experience, particularly with Metazoa. Mm. You know, the way they finished that Voices of the Mountain, I was just like, God damn, i got to listen to that whole thing again. Yeah. Well, that's a great album. Great album. Really? One of the best albums I've ever heard in my life. Right, exactly. I mean, that's exactly how I feel. So I'm grateful to you for sharing this one with me. I will be honest, I, I expected to like it a little bit more. I thought I would, ha- I would like it in the way that I loved Trivium ascendancy and uh the fall of ideals by all that remains because it's really in that same type of ilk but i just all that remains is cool man yeah yeah i just i just didn't get there in the same way on this one that's cool i uh i think it would be cool for me to listen to trivium i've heard it's like i haven't heard them i know i I know trivium fairly well but never owned an album never really listened one all the way through so we could do that one time see if it's uh like kind of a a reversal yeah yeah we should uh, do that dynamic so. I got right, cool, I, although man. I have one in particular I got picked out for you on this show episode I gotta have you do so. Oh, of course I yeah that that's fine. All right, so why don't All we right. why don't we take a quick uh, two minute break here? We'll go to break and when we come back we'll do our our uh, have you review the album Tarot by Aether Realm, which if anybody heard us do the interview with those guys or heard the seventy thousand tons of metal review, they probably already know. I'm expecting you're gonna say a lot of positive things because that band is fucking awesome. No, my mind changed on that. Song. that <laughs> sucks, <man>. Losers. <laughs>
All right. See ya. Okay, we are back with the great heavy music podcast, and it is Phil's yeah. time to tell us all about the amazing, the great, the wonderful tarot by either. All right, I've uh, I've heard better. No, nah, okay. it's a it's a. <laughs> I really I like this album a lot. I loved it. Uh, <clears throat> when I first saw it, I wasn't sure what to make of it. I I was judge a book by its cover, idiot, like an idiot, and I thought it was going to be kind of depressing, morose progressive metal and uh i was gearing myself up for that and i was pretty surprised by a lot of the content of the lyrics and the songs and the vibes so i thought that was kind of cool uh and it's a pretty interesting concept album every every song is clearly named after a tarot card um anyway to get to the actual songs the first song the fool I, uh it's a really really good ambient opening that kind of sounds doom metal-esque to me or a little bit like agalotch or something like that um and then it goes into some legit blast beats and i think um when you say in the shadow of the light i'm pretty sure those are blast beats and so i really think this song a lot of there's like four songs like this that they really encapsulate how great this band's range is when it comes to incorporating multiple influences um, the chanting, when they're like, duh, 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 awesome part. Um, and then they do that in the shadow of the light again, but they got this like cool riff in the back that goes, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> I just like how they come back to things and add more stuff in. I think it's kind of a progressive approach to music. Um, so again, another example of them incorporating multiple influences and styles. Um, I think the little bit at the end that there's a good, like, I said, I said it was a fast chugging riff. It goes a little longer than it needs to, but not bad. And I really think that growling monologue where he says, I pro-, he's like, I would never, uh, something, I can't remember exactly what he says, uh, show myself again. But the way he says it is like a monologue, but growling. It's almost like he's talking. I thought it was kind of an interesting approach. I, you don't hear a whole lot of music like that. You know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah, so I thought Absolutely. that was a neat way to, uh, it's very heartfelt. I thought it was a neat uh, thing to include in the song. Um, and then I have the main riff comes back with a synth part and it's some fast chugging. But yeah, very, very, very strong start to the album. It's a, it's a great song. Uh, how do you feel about it? I was just gonna, I was just gonna ask you that. When you get through this first song and you kind of didn't know what to expect and you're like, okay, let's see what we got here. You had to be thinking, shit, this is oh, gonna yeah, be I was, legit. I definitely know it's gonna be legit. Um, and actually this song is a little more in the vein of what I expected initially, where it's kind of somber and um, a little sad, but pretty epic. And then I, the changes start coming pretty much at the second song, where I'm like, oh, this is a little different than I thought. All right, okay. let's jump into it. So the second one is called... Tarot. And tarot. So yeah, tarot I think track. Uh, this is a top three song for me. And I think it's a perfect metal song, basically. Uh, it sounds like Children of... That's high praise, bro. Uh, it's got a... It sounds like Children of Bodom to me a little bit. Um, but that main riff, which is, that isn't necessarily Children of Bodom-esque, might more of a power metal. There's not a power metal in this, in this album, too, in my opinion. But that... Um, absolutely... Uh, uh, what's the word? Um, 
addictive, I guess I would say. It just does not leave your head, man. I, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to sleep and it shits in my head. The, the, I guess it's the guitar picking when they start going, you know, that part. And then the background's like, um, I think that's so neat. I think that's a really cool, almost like a solo, but it's a riff and it's, and it's a, it's like a bridge. Um, uh, and they, they keep doing it. It's like in, it's like interstellar, doesn't it? Feel yeah. like outer space or like looking into the stars. Yeah, winter sun. Around, yes. Wayne's wearing like <laughs> dream sequence. But, <laughs> <laughs> no stairway. Uh, I said very obvious power metal style in this song, but it's also progressive. Um, and I said, oh, that part where he goes, "Which can't you see? This means nothing to me." And he goes right back into the main riff. I loved it. Really reminds me if you mix uh, of like if you mix Children of Bodom and Enciferum together, uh, pretty much. There's so many good solo, or at least two great solos uh, towards the end, um, and then there's a oh there's a really cool sing-songy part where it's like which is almost silly but not silly. There's a lot of that in this album where it's like oh this is a little almost tongue-in-cheek, but it's just them having fun. There's a yeah exactly it's just right. fun and so is that's, what it is. and that is really what made me or that's one of the big examples of me going oh this album is different than what i expected by looking at it and then and, and reading um, the title tracks and stuff there's a lot there's a lot of fun in this album it w- exactly it was by this song that i was hooked the first song i was like damn what is this gonna be about and then i heard this song and i was like fuck yeah this I, is gonna be yeah. great because i can't think of a better way to mesh the upbeat high-paced high energy music than with the vocals the way that they sound it's like the matches the marriage is perfect between the the kind of clear quick high-paced growling but it's still deep enough that it brings that counterbalance to the musicianship that's just fucking yeah awesome i think they have really good instincts for putting together for building a song um yes because they it never ever gets old they repeat the exactly what you should repeat in a song um They'll do it again, and then they'll put something different behind it. Um, there's a great example of, and I'm actually not even be in this song, where they or no, I think it's in um, The Chariot, but um, where they start, they put like this breakdown in the background of a riff that they're repeating, and I'm like, what the fuck, it's so good. Anyway, um, so we move from that into The Tower, which you could probably argue is, there's two songs that are almost, I don't know if I call them filler, but they're just noticeably shorter, quick hitters, that are just kind of cool. I think the tower has a nice main riff. Um, I think it's funny because you can in this song particularly too. You can hear him very clearly, even though he's growling. Like when he starts, when he goes, you ask. Oh, it's right. it's awesome. It's perfect. It's so yeah, yeah, right here. Yeah, you know exactly what he's saying. You ask me for my blessing that I cannot get. Um, so anyway. Uh, the riff and the bridges and choruses and the clean chanting um, are really good. There's a good breakdown. And then it stops and goes with this really cool guitar whir. I'm terrible at sound effects, but this cool whir, like a whirring of the guitar. And uh, it goes into a, just, a, just a good solo after that. And so I think it's a, it's a fun song. I mean, it's not, it's not that long. It, it's short enough that even if you wanted to get to the other songs, um, you know, you wouldn't really bother skipping it. And it's funny because this this song is kind of like it's merely good, and songs like that suffer on a great album because you're kind of like yeah that's cool let me get to the other one though let me go to King of Cups or you know but this is a this is a great song or it's it's a very good song I like it. 
I love this song because it's so perfectly placed for me on this album. It's a quick hitter, but it brings a lot of positivity to it, and it's a great segue between the first two, which are kind of a little longer and in your face and kind of build and very complex. They total around 10 minutes, 11 minutes, 12 minutes between the two of them, but this one's only 2 minutes and 56 seconds before you get into some longer ones coming behind it. I, I love this song, So, but let's go to yeah. King of Cups with the lead singer of Ailstorm. I know. Um, so King of Cups is the absolute epitome of epitome of what we were just talking about when it comes to this being a fun band or fun album. Uh, so yes. it's about drinking. Uh, it's about drinking a particular brew. Um, it's a basically a perfect metal party metal song, but there is so much more to it than that. There is a, there's a lot of, again, power metal, very folksy. Um it has it. It sounds like Dropkick Murphys to me at times, um, like what the guy singing, and also that chanting part when you go, "Oh, whiskey and a beer." Um, and how dirty is this riff right here? Oh yeah. Yep, that to me is power metal all the way. Um, but the tempo is so great that the, the tempo on this fucking album is just yes. in your face. And um. Okay, so I wanted to say that as as borderline silly as you could call the lyrics, this song has some of the best music on this whole album. Um, that main that, that that solo they do right after the chanting part when it's like it's so fucking gnarly and just nasty and filthy. I love it. It's just so fucking good. And then it it keeps building, it keeps building, and then it just gets better and better. It, this is like a progressive power metal. Uh, with harsh singing to me it uh because just even towards the end it gets like it slows down and it um it gets like dan, dan, dan. it just gets so intense and grandiose and i just think it's great and it doesn't really like repeat itself it's it just keeps changing no it's it's it, to me it's yeah. fascinating how many different influences they mix together and they pull them all off usually you hear a whole bunch of influences forced together in a band and you're like yeah yeah i can see what they were trying to do here but it just kind of didn't come together these guys are the exact opposite everything comes together nothing feels forced it just sounds like they have this perfect artistry of the way they know how yep. to put the shit together um basically and, and even the lyrics i don't not a whole lot gets repeated if, if anything and and so it just kind of keeps changing and changing and changing yet it still feels like a coherent song and so i think this is probably the most impressive mix of their influences on the album uh, top three for me for sure. Okay. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people top like three, it the most. Nice. Okay. I was noticing, which is understandable. Joey likes it a lot. It's slow, Joey. Shout out. All right, let's do the next one. So the next one is. I really like this album. Death. It's like an honorable mention top three. It's not. It's not my top. Not my top three, but I like this song a lot. It's got a groovy main riff. Um, love, 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 love the chorus. Um. When he goes uh, lost in time, and he goes, uh, if this is really death, then it's not so bad. But the way they that the music in the background of that, where it's like, dun, 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 when he hits the, they do this a couple times. When he starts to sing that, the music goes with him. It, it does the same thing he's doing when he's singing, and uh, I think that sounded cool, especially because it's a really awesome riff, man. And it's got this kind of swanky vibe. It's not, it's not slow, but it's not fast. Um, I, it's almost like someone swaggering down the street, like a like a left and right kind of uh, swagger. Um, 
sauntering's like a good word for that. Yeah. And so uh, I think it's a cool lyric. So when they say, he says, I'd rather be, if I had another chance to live, I think I'd rather be dead. <laughs> um, just a cool delivery of that line. Um, so yeah, I was, I was, I'm a huge fan of the song. It was almost in the top three, but I was like, here's another one I liked a lot more, or not a lot more, but more. Yeah. This is one of the ones for me. I, I've listened through this out. Al- I've listened through this album probably, God, man, 50, maybe a hundred times, like a lot of times, a very sincerely a great number of times. And this is one that gets stuck in my head. Ooh. The last half of my life cycle with this album, every time I listen to yeah, it, this one gets stuck in my head. Lost in time. You can't not sing that. Right. Um, and it's a good mix of uh, clean, because there's clean singing and, and growling. Very good mix in, in there. So, yeah, great song. Um, from there, we go to my third in my top three, or first in my top three. I think it's my favorite song is The Chariot. And uh, okay. love it. Again, Children of Bodom asked me symphonic death. Um, uh, I love how he does like that kind of. I don't even know. It's it's not growling, but it's not clean quite when he's like saying down's never got me very far, and so you think you can stop me, and then he'll throw in a growl. Um, I think this song has an awesome part towards the end ish where it's like like it does this riff and it keeps repeating it almost echoes itself and then they go back to do it again but in the background it's like they cut their timing in half and it's like a breakdown chug but it's still the same like fast paced kind of riff. I think it sounds so cool man and then that like a little folksy part love it and then and the the riff that they have in the background where he says so you think you can stop me that where it's like I absolutely love that riff. It's 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 probably my favorite riff on the album, except for that main terror riff. And uh, yeah, I just love the song. When we heard it live, I fucking got chills. Um, that's I remember that the most from the live uh, performance is that that riff, hearing it. So love it. What do you think about this song? I love this fucking song, man. I just love the audacity when you at the very beginning when he just yeah. shouts "Go," you just know it's yep. fucking uh, on. <laughs> yeah, it's it just sounds cool, man. And. Uh, Again, it's like uplifting. A lot of stuff is very uplifting and self-empowering. I mean, that's that's just uh, I I really like music like that, and so I I'm very I'm very much drawn to that kind of stuff. So this stuff I just put on repeat, man. Um, I just love it. And shout out to Donnie on the on the guitar riffs, man. Oh, yeah. That guy's killer. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, um, and we'll go from that into the Devil, which is an interesting song got a cool like seductive little violin it's exactly the kind of music that would be in the background of meeting the devil like a beautiful woman who's really the devil in exactly. a corner lounge um, and I, I love like the delivery of to stick the knife into my side um, stick the knife into my side um, this uh, this song's pretty cool because there's like two parts where it pauses and comes in with something heavy first time it does that it's 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 heavy and then there's also riffage after a part where they yell, where there's like a guy yelling. I guess he's like ch- ch- condemned or trapped or something, like regretting what happened. And then they do another pause, and it goes to this really kind of grandiose riff. And um, so it's almost two times where you think the song's over, but it's not. It's almost like one of those movies you watch. You're like, oh, I guess it's the end. No, it's not. It comes back in. And um, it's not yeah, over. He thinks no. this game is ah, over. We're coming out of you. <laughs> so ah. I, I like that it does that. Um, so yeah, I was I, I like the song. It's it's pretty long, but it, it doesn't really lose you. 
It's a good song. It's not one of my favorites, but it's good. I love the sound of the keyboards behind. You have to really kind of listen to it in the beginning, but there's a like an echoing of the keyboards, Children of Bodom-esque or Winter Sun-esque, where the keyboards are echoing behind the guitar riff. I love that fucking sound. Pick song. that out. I love it. Yeah, when you're first listening to it, you will gloss over it. But when you go back and you hear it again, and I just the way he says, uh, the, I think the lyric is something rings true. It's just I don't know. I I love this song, but then again, I have a very difficult time picking my. It's top hard. I, this one. I had my uh, song that wasn't that song anymore a couple times. Yeah, my my top one is the the very last one. That's the only one that has like stuck sure. the whole time. That's the best one, but that's just because I love this album so much. Sure. I just want more of it. Okay. So let, let's go on to the Emperor. next one. The next one here yeah. is the, the Emperor. Emperor is really cool. Another short one, like very akin to the Tower. I like this main riff a little bit more. I think the song is very thrashy. Uh, the riff, it um, where it goes down in my heart, down in my soul. The, again, the music going and it's going right with them. I think it's got a cool, cohesive sound, um, and then it changes a lot, like right after that, which I like how they, it's like they hit the ground running on something. Um, and then they got the riff in the background where they're singing No Emperor of Mine. It's like, da -da 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 -da. it's really cool. Um, and it's pretty, it's a fairly relentless song. You know, it, it's, it's a, it's a less than three minute long song and it just kind of hits you and stays there. And it's a great tempo. And yep. it's yeah. a driver. And it's amazing to me that the lead singer is also the bassist when you see them live. Songs like this, where it's just right in your face. The fact that he's got to do all that bass work plus sing and drive the thing down your throat melodically. Right. Basically it's every amazing. song on this album has a, a great solo. I mean, there's no point even saying that because it goes without saying. Um, and again, they just have great instincts for music. I mean, like putting certain riffs behind the and matching the delivery of, a, of lyrics. It's like they do it at the best times. And you can just tell that these some some bands are really talented, but this band's really talented, but also has just a great feel for what they should emphasize, you know? Yep, and this is one of those ones that has just enough chanting behind it. You hear that somewhat commonly in this album, where they have like chanting behind, yeah. echoing. It just they use it such sparingly. They don't hit you over the head with anything. They don't do anything to death. They do everything in just the yeah. right amount. That, I, I agree. Um, from uh, yeah, for the most part, the only time I, I thought it went a little long was the ending riff of, of King of Cups or not King of Cups of the Fool. Anyway, um, the next song is Strength, which I had as my top three for a while, but then I kind of changed my mind. But um, I love that. Da -da -da -da. This kind of kind of reminds me of like a rainy drive, like it's just some sort of desperate kind of feel in the beginning. And then it has like this sort of subdued, echoey delivery that reminds me of, again, Agalach. There are other, there are other bands that do that, so I should think of them. But, um, but this is another really uplifting song. Um, the way he, del he delivers the line, lights will dim and hope proceeds. You can hang yourself from the gallows tree. Really cool, really cool, uh, catchy delivery, man. And they do that with, um, they do really catchy choruses without clean singing, which I, is really cool. They're not the only band that does it, obviously. But they, they have songs, they have choruses that would go well with clean singing, but they don't do it clean. 
and it still sounds great. So it's just as catchy as it would be if it was. Um, and there's a, I feel like there's like a jazzy part towards the end, like with the, their soul, like a, almost a jazz guitar kind of sound with their, um, with the solos that they're doing. And I think it sounds really neat, man. Uh, I, it's a, I think it's a really unique sound. Again, incorporating different influences in a really seamless way. So I, I love this song. What do you think? Me too, bro. I love piano mixed yeah. into metal. And they have the coolest piano part. Just beautiful. It sounds like you're staring into the stars, but being, you know, hit over the head with this awesome metal shit. Yeah, I this love is this a song. great song. Um, so, yeah, I had it in my top three for a while. And I just was like, no, I just like... I like Terra and King of Cups and the Chariot's my favorite song. It was between this and Terra for a while. And I just I couldn't. I just love Terra so much. But it's it's so hard to cut one off of here. My top three shifts right. every time I listen to it. Um, yeah, it's just got a very heartfelt guitar towards the end. Like he says, the fire starts to fade. And, I don't know. I just love the chorus. So. Okay, next song, Temperance. Starts off really slow and really pretty. Um, actually, maintains that for uh, on half of it probably. And then um, it kind of bursts into a beautiful, intense growling part uh, with another heavy version of this main riff. And then they they start to there's a chanting version of that riff right after that, which sounds just as good. So I just love the way they emphasize things like they, it's like it's like, hey, in case you retire this, which you're probably not. Here's a different way of delivering it so that it doesn't get stale. Right, right, right. Before you get tired of yeah, it, exactly. we're going to show So, like, again, it speaks to the instincts that this band has. And so I, I like this song a lot. Um, kind of took me... I didn't listen to this one as much until recently, but I, I think this is impressive. And I, I just think it's got a beautiful, beautiful slow sound in the beginning. I mean, it's just... Uh, it's just... It's very peaceful. And it's it's hard, but there's a lot of authenticity and heart in this album, and I think it really shows in this song. Totally. Now, at this point, though, in the album, I will be honest, when I was first listening to this album, I was so blown away and so in love with the first five or six songs that there were times where I would get distracted and do other stuff. And like I wouldn't just be on a drive long mm -hmm. enough to hear the whole thing or in a place in my office where I could listen to it the whole way through. So I would come back and I re-listened to the first, I want to say the first like five to six songs multiple times in a row it took me a while until i listened to the whole thing all yeah. the way through and then when i did it really solidified how much i loved this album did you have that experience where it would like it took you some time to get through the whole thing because the material is so dense and awesome or did you consciously do a full uh, dive? i didn't really do time? a full dive i really don't ever do that i kind of latch on a couple songs I, i'd like to do full dives more often but i latch on a couple songs that i like and i'll just slowly branch out uh and i did that with the song i went right into the chariot um, then the tarot and King of Cups, and then I just kind of went. And those stayed as my favorites, but um, so no, I, I or so I kind of did. I had a similar experience. I, I didn't go cry, like in numerical order to five. I just knew of these other ones that I'd heard a lot, you know, and and so I just jumped onto them. So kind of, and I had been skipping over this song because I would go right to the fucking Sun, the Moon, the Star. So what can you yeah. say? Great opening. I don't know what to call that. It sounds like spacey. That, that whirring you hear. Um, but how cool is it when he starts with the lyrics in this part, in this song? Oh, yeah. Course. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of clean stuff. Um, it sounds like, it's like, 
It reminds me of deep thoughts from Jack Handy, but like in a serious way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just <laughs> stop and reflect because the um, they got great voice there too. And hold on, let me get the lyrics here. Yeah, gods, I call to thee, grant me life and strength. I love that part. Um, and they were they repeat that. Yep. Uh, a lot, or at least you know, seems like a lot. So I think it's very empowering, and I think it's delivered in a really uh, emotional way. I, I don't know. I just think it's cool, man. This song is a very authentic album. There was a period of time this where part. this was in my top three. Yeah. Da, 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 da. But um, sorry. I think they chant that later too. Uh, yeah. When it when it shifts from the clean, just the vocal kind of speaking of that, and then he starts growling it. I loved this song. For a period of time, this was my second favorite song. I loved Sun, the Moon, and the Star, this one, and right, cool. King of Cups. That's it. Da, da, but this one has somewhat receded, and now I'm oscillating on, like, three other ones, so it's impossible to um, Yeah, God, the way that, that riff. Da, 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 da. And it's just pretty. So, okay, it goes from that into sun, the Sun, the Moon, and the Star, which has a spacey kind of opening. Like a, like a whirring kind of sound. I don't know what to call it. It's something I would imagine you'd be looking up at the stars and, and hearing. I guess that's what they're going for. Um, very. I think it sounds more like a video. I think it sounds more like a video game. see that, game. sure. Like right here? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, God, I love that part too. Yep. But um, so they have this recurring riff where it's like strummy which is absolutely addicting and captivating i mean i, I will sometimes just listen i'll skip right to that part when i and i just i can't get enough of it uh it's a very long song does a lot of good shit uh, but do you think but do you think it feels long uh a little bit because it's hard to it's it's hard to overcome 19 minutes i mean i know it's Dude, I, I listen to this song when I work out all the time, and it feels like it goes by really? two minutes. I think I had... If it's I around, I can do 12, and then I'm like, okay, that didn't sound that long. 19, it feels longer to me, but I don't have... It's okay. I don't really have a problem with that. Um, it's a great song. This this song, to me, could be an EP. Sure, it's, yeah. Um, and I think it even ends with the full riff towards the end if I'm correct and I think that's kind of cool to bring it back um but yeah it, it, it's it, awesome lyrics it's about um it's just it's like a little somber um it's about losing somebody it seems like but um it's a great song and hearing it live was so cool oh cause he was like we only have time for a couple more songs so he just played Dude. one it was kind of cool such a fucking treat, man. I'm telling you, when I when I heard them say they were going to play that, I was just like, wow, this is so great. It's so perfect, man. My favorite song on there. I never thought we'd hear them play right. 20 minutes. And, so I, I, and I also would say that I think uh, Temperance goes well into this song. So, uh, yeah, overall, oh, it's yeah. hard to, it's funny because it's, it's not that easy to categorize this band because they have a lot of obviously folk and obviously power metal. But they're progressive and they're kind of melodic death and thrashy at times. I think I'll just call this a progressive metal band or progressive death, even though you could argue it. Yeah. But 
Uh, yeah, it's probably what I would say. And uh, it's a really, really great album. It is. Oh. This is this was one of those like Cormoran Metazoa, like Unleash the Archer's Apex, like Theocracy Ghost Ship. It was one of those that I was like just excited as shit for you to listen to it because I knew you hadn't heard about it and I was just I knew what kind of gold was underneath yeah. this album and it sounds like you feel oh, yeah. the same way like this is unequivocally a great oh, absolutely album. absolutely it's a great album uh one day I will you'll recommend something to me that I don't think is great but I haven't, that hasn't happened yet um it's not gonna happen dude I got like 20 more in the wank bank of like just friggin great I'm just gonna albums play a part and act like I don't like something how about that <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. I'm telling you, you won't be able to hide it. Because there's just part of the reason we're doing this fucking podcast is because for so many years I've been building up these albums, this like library of stuff that I've wanted you to listen to. And now I have, to, now you have to. You're like, you're a captive audience. I'm forcing you to experience how great and these albums are. And I used to are. just lock me in a car, which was getting a little abusive, I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> and I would turn the heat all the way up. Put me a bitch. <laughs> um, okay, exactly. yes, no doubt. All right, well, it's a great album, great, great album. King of Cups is just, a, it's just brilliant. I, there's a lot that's brilliant on this album, but Jesus. Uh, if I was, any, if I was going to recommend someone a metal song, that I'm like, I dare you to tell me this isn't good. I would, I would give him King of Cups or Terra, or the Chariot. Dude, seriously, they're just so fun, but so well put together, and so you almost can't not smile. If you're yeah. listening to it. So, all right. Good call. Good call. Thank you. Thank you. So now let's wrap it up. And I don't, I'm not saying this to kind of vindicate myself. I'm saying this genuinely. When you compare and contrast Alive or Just Breathing or an album like this with our present experiences in the metal world, it's really self-evident, which is the I would album. say yes, especially considering where I'm at now. Back then, I might have been like, I'm not sure. But uh, at this point, yeah, I, yeah, I would say. Because we've kind of, we're not as into metalcore, so. And there's more complexity and musicianship yeah. in, in this stuff. So, yeah. If you're into melodic, any kind of melodic metal, I just can't see you disliking Hey, terrible. did they just come out with a new album, by the way? They released a single, which we should be promoting the shit out of. They have a new single out, and everybody it's out there should Goodbye. go listen to it. And is it called Goodbye? Because they're coming out with a new album on May 1st called Redneck Vikings from Hell. And the only song on here is called Goodbye that has lyrics to it. So I'm guessing that's obviously that's got to be the single. Well, that's cool. I'm going to check that out. You know, there's there's some pretty cool songs on One Chosen by the Gods, too. I did listen to that a little bit. They're they're on before uh, Terra. Yep, absolutely. But uh, but this one is just next level. Um, All right. So great. Okay, so I am going to go ahead and pull up, because we usually are chronically terrible about this, I'll pull up a Mitch Hedberg uh, quote for us to end the show on, but before we do that, you're going to tell me your album you want me to review, and I'm going to tell you All which right. album I want you to review. I have a pseudo-algorithm that I'm going to put you through, so you're going to kind of choose it. choose your own adventure. Okay. Do you want Perfect. something clean or harsh? Clean or harsh? Um, give me the one that I'm gonna give you is is beautiful. So uh, give All me right. harsh. Do you want something? Oh, you know, no, I'll just go right with it. 
I'm gonna give you Night Rage, Sweet Vengeance. Night Rage, yep. Sweet Vengeance. It is Never a mellow it, death album. A little bit late in the mellow death movement, because it's like 2002, and a lot of mellow death, the real classic shit, came out in the late 90s. But this one, I think, even has the singer from At the Gates doing it. And if All I'm right, right well, and yeah, um, sweet. It's got a lot of influences. There's a lot of thrash. Very good solos in just about every song. They're clearly mellow death, but also sometimes it's like regular classic heavy metal. Very great vocals. They're harsh, but they're, there's, a, there's a cool rawness about them. I think you'll like it. Uh, a lot of people like it. It's it's a great album. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Never heard it. Never heard of it. And okay, I cool. can't wait to listen to it. The album I have for you to review is called Lunar okay. Falls by the artist or band Suldusk. S-U-L-D-U-S-K. And one thing I'll give you a little insight on is it's a technically a one-woman project from okay. Australia. And I think when you hear it, you'll be shocked that that's the case. Well, if there's anything I love, it's a one-woman project from Australia. Exactly, which means available. She sounds out of my league. Just kidding. Um, all right, cool, man. I think I've seen this album cover. Looks familiar. All right, great. I, I, I'm I really optimistic that you're going to be surprised with what that album All right, don't tell like. me much about it. He said it was beautiful. I told you more than I probably should have about the one I picked for you. I will just jump in. All right, well, that, don't worry, because I don't listen to shit you say, so it's fine. <laughs> well, I just don't even know what to say to you now. All right. I'm going to just jump right in and All right, listen so, to it. So Lunar Falls by Dusk. that's what we're going to do next time. And before we depart... I got a great one for you from the right. old Mitch. He says, I haven't slept for 10 days because nice. that would be too long. Oh, Mitch. Okay, buddy. All right, Phil. As always, brother, you are the man. Until next time, keep rocking. This is the Great Heavy Music Podcast.